Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mga kapitbahay, it's Natalie welcoming you to another episode of Kudazers. Kudazers. A po- po- podcast for and by Filipinx millennials and edgers. Hello mga kapitbahay, this is Yudes. This is Natalie. And Athena here. And y'all are listening to... Kudazers! Oh, yeah! <laughs> Parang hindi. <laughs> no. I think moderately nagsabay siya because I think naya yung ano natin, yung internet natin because we have another guest <laughs> today. So yeah, before we begin this episode, we just want to say a, a little bit of a disclaimer. So Kudazers does not endorse or does not intend to encourage and glamorize sex work. This episode is meant to encourage a healthy and hopefully critical space for discussion around the nature of the work. As always, we encourage a healthy after-online discussion. So stay safe and have fun, mga kapitbahay. So, so this episode is a little bit, uh, this collaboration has actually been a little bit long coming, no? Medyo matagal-tagal. <laughs> oh. Yeah, actually. Since third, for, since third season, I think we've already tried, we've already been trying to get in the, to get this thing happen. And thank God, after oh my so... God. After so long, we've already got uh, gotten in touch with, of course, our guest for today, Salome Salvi. Yes! Yay! Yay! I, I, I gotta ask though, um, like, how, what season are you in right now? Four um, or five? Fifth season. Oh my god. Oh my god. So, it's just, so we've been like talking for like two seasons already. That's embarrassing. <laughs> okay, we understand. <laughs> and I have to say, it'll be a very short cycle for our seasons. Yeah. So, how, many, for, wait, how many episodes do you have? An average, I think 30 or 30 or so. Mm. Yeah. 30 episodes uh, per season. Yeah, yeah but we yes. release like that three episodes in- a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but that is insane. So you've been like on air for like a couple of years now, huh? No, no, no. no. This, is our, this actually our anniversary season. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. We, we, we were Sorry. just, I guess, we were just, I guess, very, uh, we were just trying to hit strike while the iron was hot during the first few seasons. So anyway, so let's get down, let's get down to it, no? So Salome, you're, you're a sex worker, right? That's how you would prefer to refer to yourself or to your profession. Yeah, right? that that is how I identify that is the industry that I am in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so so anything that require uh it's online most of your work is online mm-hmm. right now before yeah, were you I, were you involved in you know in non-online sex work yeah because like sex work is a pretty big umbrella so yeah yeah mm. so, so even the things that you wouldn't necessarily consider to be sex work like maybe um like maybe going on a platonic date yeah yeah, like yeah. or maybe or maybe just sending pictures that aren't nude, like maybe you're lo- like a lingerie model by profession, mm. or you're a fetish model. That doesn't necessarily require any duty. So yeah, like sex work is a real, really big umbrella. Um, mm. So uh, so aside from full service sex work, which is where you have sex for money, and you know when when you say sex work, like that is what people think of, like yeah, that uh-oh. it's restricted to that profession. 
but actually like a lot of a lot of se- a lot of sexual services like overlap with each other and a lot of sex workers um do multiple things at once so at mm. for a time i did escorting mm. which is you know like meeting meeting in person with your clients in exchange for cash but i don't i i never actually did full service sex work um which is you know where you, ha- where you have sex for money like i only spent like i only um sold my company and my time mm. to my clients before uh, yeah. but i don't do that now um mostly what i do now is that i you know, I masturbate, um, like I feel myself masturbating and I sell the clip of that solo porn. And I also do um, one-on-one video calling where, you know, like me and the client, where the clients will watch me masturbate and sometimes we can join in. So that's what I do also. And I do content creation for my OnlyFans. Um, so I... So I shoot my own news, I shoot my own video, um, and you know, like I curate this whole brand and personality online, um, and people pay me for that. For it, people pay me for that experience, I guess. Um, you know what's interesting is because I, I think I've told you this before that during my undergraduate years for my investigative journalism class, I actually did a piece. Uh, my group and I actually did a, did a piece on escort service. And actually, Natalie was with me when she was yeah. part. She was my companion during all those interviews. So it's a bit uh, what they call this. It's a, this is a bit nostalgic for me. And so <laughs> maybe it, it not nostalgic, see, maybe familiar. You know, yeah, familiar, familiar. So if you could see me jotting down notes, that's not just just me being my journal self. So I could just keep track of what we're talking about. So because I don't want no, to like, like I like I highly encourage that because um sex work and the sex industry and you know like the different negotiations that take place within sex work, like the negotiation for consent and yeah, what yeah. kind of labor is ethical. Like these mm. are very very you know complex issues that yeah. you know require that kind of notation. So, like, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I encourage that. So, I'm, I'm thinking we've been talking about about social mores, no? So, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Uh, how was it growing up as Salome Salvi? Not as, uh, I'm kind of curious. How were you able to? How did you grow up, and how were you that enabled you to kind of move into this direction and to kind of explore sexuality in such a way that you know you you are actively and willingly. Uh, actively and willingly and enjoyably engaged with it. So, nung, nung bata ako kasi, I, I, would, I would consider my family to be particularly conservative. Like, I think they're moderately conservative. You know, like, there are some lines that they won't cross. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and definitely, like, being sexually active with your partner before marriage, that is a line oh. that they won't cross. Yeah. Or, you know, or just or having casual sex. Or, pwedeng kita vili, pwedeng, pwedeng kita cleavage, pero bawal nips. Ganon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you, you, you are gonna be able to, like, like siguro, like, under my parents' um, influence. Like, I, I, like, they, they encourage, like, what I really appreciate about my parents though is that they really encouraged my creativity. Like, they saw, they, they were the kind of parents who were like, you gotta be a doctor or a lawyer before we can consider you to be worthy of our love. Hindi sila ganun. But, but the thing is kasi, like, now, I consider sex work to be a creative endeavor. Um, especially, like, in the realms of virtual sex work. Like, obviously, there are other kinds of sex work that are purely, like, survival sex work lang talaga. But I yep. consider it creative. And growing up as a creative kid, dun ako nadalay ng creativity ko. Pero, obviously, hindi nila matatanggap yun. But they have always been encouraging. But, but I still, like, went through the whole, like, 
the whole typical like I was a Catholic schoolgirl, like I went to an all girls school, oh. um, and I really and you know like I like repression coming from my inside all my friends. household and and yeah and at school and. So, so like I, I grew up with a lot of that, and like finally getting into UP when I was in college, like that was a real game changer for me because you know, like for the first time in my life, I actually had friends. Na lalakin. you know, like I, I actually like I love it. Like I got into like I got introduced to a lot more different perspectives aside from the perspective that I had that I had, which is you know very middle class, very Catholic, mm. quite conservative, quite rigid in. Mm what they think of like family structures and how to deal with your sexuality and stuff like that. Like, and, and I and I think also like being in UP and in the College of Fine Arts, like because not, like you are exposed to so many different perspectives, you know, people from different classes and people from, of different genders and, and you know, walks of life. So that really, you know, that, that really like helped me start to think that, hey, like maybe being sexual is not as immoral as, a, mm. as I was taught when I was mm. younger. Um, you know, maybe pe- these people are just, you know, you know, they create maybe like the feeling of intimate connection with them. Um, mm. Maybe that's something that people just inherently need. Yeah, but na, late bloomer in Hawaii though. So when tinaho na like I lost my virginity at twenty. Mm. So like even even within UP, even even though it has been a big help, parang nahirapan parin ako to adjust. Like it's yeah, still to it's feel it's a big negotiation parin eh. Even though if you're yeah. thrown in into to what they call this. Um, untamed charters still yung, mm-hmm. yung mga former what they call this former worldviews mo and values mo are oh still like it, it's gonna take a while to break those down you know what yeah. I mean yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, now I'm <laughs> curious because uh, I'm thinking how how did you get started with se- with sex work I, I'm 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 guessing uh, you, because you started on Twitter right yeah yeah I did yeah so what, yeah, what I, was, you- I, I was gonna say like if we're really gonna retrace it like it's gonna take a while it's a good um, story though <laughs> yeah so I, i'm just thinking what how how is the journey thinking from watching uh watching porn on twitter from eventually you know what i'm going to make my own porn on twitter how is how was the, <laughs> yeah. the travel there i'm curious lang oh my god um how did it start uh like a lot of the key like events that kind of shaped me into uh, or this kind of like drove me into this kind of path like started mm. coincide so that happened like early 2017 like i could pinpoint like three things that happened that really changed it so mm. like prior to that 2017 like i had just um i had just graduated mm. and you know it was kind of like like you know after college just trying to find my way into the world yeah. um Mm-hmm. And I had a relationship at the time. <laughs> this relationship will end up lasting five years, by the way. And we just broke up, like, maybe, like, ten days ago. So, like, oh. <laughs> it's, it's rough. But um, at the time, like, I was still with my boyfriend, and we had been together for two years. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey. Because um, he also kind of grew up in the same kind of conservative mm-hmm. environment as I did. Like, maybe... Like maybe slightly more liberated, like he grew up in England and stuff like that. But 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 yeah, like when we were dating, he had only slept with two other men. I he had only slept with two other women, and I had slept with only you know only three other men. And and we at the like at the time we really thought that we were gonna be like together for this is Endgame. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, like I, oh, like I felt that and that, that he's the one. So, but mm. we were feeling like, para if you're, if we're each other's the one, will we have to be like monogamous throughout our relationship? Um, because because he was like, I kind of don't want to like die with you with having you as the last person that I fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and, and and I was like, you know what? I was feeling the same way. Let's open our relationship. Mm. And you know, and he's my first boyfriend. You know, I had had sex with two other guys, uh, with three other guys before, but he's my first boyfriend. And, you know, like I hadn't really explored my sexuality by the time that I got into a relationship with him. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. so like when we opened our relationship, this was an opportunity for me to actually like explore that part of myself. Like what if I had the opportunity to date, uh, you know, to date around and to fuck around. So I I took that opportunity and that's when it kind of all started. Really, it's exhilarating, really kind of no? Yeah. It's exhilarating. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's like... I can only imagine. And, and like prior to this, like I had really like horrible, like I had a really horrible sense of self um, mm. that I didn't think that I was attractive. Because mm. I, I had that whole phase where I thought I was a sexual. I thought I was gonna die alone and a virgin, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think my mom had that I know, struggle at one yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, you know, like just that crisis. And, and, and you know, like I, I was discovering this for the first time that, hey, I had this power. I had this mm. capability and I had this skill. So I was really enjoying that. I was really enjoying like dating around, fucking around, sending random guys my news bits guys that I picked up on Tinder shit like that and it was it was so fun mm. and around the same time Rin I saw um I saw one of my um Twitter mutuals retweet some gay porn and <laughs> and I was like where's where's this coming from like what is this and then I checked the, yeah, I checked the creator <laughs> and then I checked the creator of the account and it was the gay guy so I saw his account and he was just like living the life that I've always wanted to live that he was just like fucking random guys and then taking pictures and then he's gonna post it and people are just like crazy for his content. And I was like, I want that. I want yeah, that yeah. kind of, you know, like I want, because I'm already exhilarated by sending them my nudes indi- to individual guys. Like what mm-hmm. if I'm able to put it on a platform and have yeah, thousands yeah. of people see it? That would be awesome. That is like yeah, yeah. That, that is like an exhibitionist dream. So I started my account. Um, and I started posting my news, and you know, like I had a background in art, so I would like really take my time to compose each nude and make sure the yeah. lighting's good. Mm. And then you know, I would <laughs> I would paint over the backgrounds because that is like an important thing that I saw in this community that I stumbled mm. upon. Like then could I realize that lahat na tao be libong. And yeah, you know, yeah. like there, now there is an opportunity for them to express that without actually being in harm's way. Although that is obviously debatable, yeah, because yeah. like they make uh, themselves anonymous about to protect themselves from um from that kind of invasion. But yeah. but yeah, that's not always foolproof. But yeah, like I realized that hey, like kite anonymous lang to. Even though like I'm just like this faceless person just posting her news, like I want to participate in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, like it kind of just blew up from there. Um, but how? 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 If yes, visit Podcast Network Asia for more quality podcasts. Listen to Machong Sismisan, Underpaid Podcasts.
Dog Behind Human, 80%, Eavesdrop, and all of our awesome affiliates brought to you by Podcast Network Asia. Podcast Network Asia, the home of the finest Filipino podcasting goodness. This podcast is powered by Podmetrics, the only platform you'll need for your podcast analytics. Learn about your podcast metrics now and sign up at podmetrics.co using the code KUDAZERS. That's K-U-D-A-Z-Z-E-R-S. So could you just describe me? Could you just make me a picture? Because honestly, I, I wasn't fully aware of this, uh, of, of this type of activity within, within online to mm-hmm. until only recently alam mo yon uh, until maybe really? until a year ago it's been it's been going on for it's been thriving for like a decade already yeah yeah <laughs> it just shows um, how, like, how much i live under a rock no it's okay like um like that means that it's doing what it's meant to do you know what i mean because yeah. it's like you know, like, it's for the greater good of the community that it, mm. it remains hidden. And the fact that, you know, that that you were introduced to it late, that's good. Like, like, um, I feel like, I, I remember a time in 2017, I think, like, there was this, uh, like, schoolmate kasi sa UP, and his, he wrote his thesis. I think, his thesis, I, I think he's a master's in anthropology or sociology. Um, I'm, okay. I'm not sure, but he wrote, a, like, he wrote, like, an oral history. Of, of the oh. of that community and it dates back like you know it dates back to a time when you are i don't know if you remember this time in twitter that you are not even allowed to post pictures so it's just pure text and it's just oh. 140 characters so so, so so but even then like people were resourceful in that they would post the pictures in another um, image hosting site and then link it on Twitter uh, and that's you know so ayun so the, that's that's how they found each other and at the time um, especially like when I started in 2017 like when there were like few female participants like and I was among like not I was among the first I guess um, mm. but even before me Merone like I got, I gotta, like I gotta acknowledge that. But this is mostly the game. So ayun, like yung bentahan ng news and content. Hindi pa siya masadong rampant at the time. Um, I don't know where when it started booming. Maybe around last year when I when I started doing it also. Um, because prior to that, for 2017, 2018, I was just like posting news in my art for fun. And I did have a Patreon at the time where people were um, people could donate if they really liked my art um, and my news. But but yeah, like it really took off that kind of mm. industry mm. in twenty in twenty nineteen, I guess mm. early twenty nineteen. And for a while, you were you were modestly successful in this, you know, in this venture until it came to a point wherein you mentioned that, uh, wherein you mentioned uh, prior to our interview, and we were just doing the you know the pre-interview interview. Now things happen, and you got. Should I use the word? <laughs> and you got cancelled. Yeah, go, go, go. Yeah, like, and and you got cancelled. Yeah, it is what it is. Like, uh, and we're not going to be privy on the details, but yeah. rather, I think because I think in the in cases like those, that reconciliation is up to for the for the two parties to decide. So I think we're what we're now more interested in, uh, you know, after that whole experience. What were your takeaways, right? Because I think it pushes you after that kind of experience pushes you into some kind of a corner within yourself, and you're forced to confront yeah, several yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How was that? I think I think say like um like a big part of why I got canceled was because like I was a very likable public figure, 
um, when it happened. Um, at the time, like I had only gotten in, uh, I had only like started really take, um, really taking the monetization of my work seriously. Because mm. like, like I said, for, for the first two years, it was just like all, you know, like just posting nudes for fun. This is what I like doing. But I started seriously thinking about it as a possible you know, like source of income, possible livelihood, like a few months before I got canceled. So like, I guess I started like maybe July, um, mm -hmm. like maybe July 2019, or maybe a little bit earlier. And, you know, pri prior to that, like, I didn't really like think about like what kind of impression I was leaving on other people and what kind of like message they are getting from this brand that I'm building from this, um, from this public image that I'm curating for myself. So like at the time, like I was just really, I was just really mean because, because, you know, like I, like I noticed that, like I really love having, like I really like mm -hmm. attention. Okay. Like I think, yeah. <laughs> I think I gotta be honest about that. I think a lot of people yeah, yeah, do, yeah. they just don't admit yeah. it, but I really like attention and, you know, like, and, and also like part of the validation as a visual artist is mm. that, you know, like getting my work seen. And at the time I thought it was a good idea to like, mm. to get the nudes out there by starting mm -hmm. shit with other people and just being mm -hmm. mean and just like posturing to be this like so so yeah that's how I that that's how I built the brand initially mm -hmm. and it backfired when mm -hmm. uh when there was an opportunity where I said something that isn't politically correct and that generally isn't you know like isn't a good thing to say yeah about, yeah um, so yeah and like so like it, it mainly happened because like people were starting to think that um because of the way that I postured myself, people were starting to think that I, I encouraged sex work and that, mm. um, that I encouraged sex work and I encouraged like promiscuity at a young age. And, mm -hmm. you know, I encouraged that people should start, um, you know, start posting their nudes on, on Twitter, even though they're underage. Like I never said any of those things, but because of the way that, you know, like, because yeah, of the, the things that I chose to spoke about and the way that I marketed myself as this, mm -hmm. you know, very sexual, um, this very sexually active, very like, uh, you know, just this very character. sexual, uh -uh. yeah, yeah, and you know, abrasive, but at the same time, really, really like overt with her sexuality. Like people uh -huh. were, people assumed that that was what I was trying to say, and you know, like I also misspoke, like just really bad wording all throughout. So yeah, uh, mm. marami ako maling nagawa. <laughs> and and how, um, how's, your, how's your road to what you, what you, I guess uh, to your own? Because I think before before you before I'm thinking of this at the personal level, eh, what they call this. Uh, how was your road to the recovery? Because before you are able to reconcile many th things with other people, you're 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 going to have to reconcile other things within yourselves. And I think yeah. so 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 far gra grabe yung yung sense of clarity mo on doon sa mga nangyayari on you, on your failures yeah. was was it a was, was it a was it a hard process for you it was it's still i'm still going through that and like the most crucial part of that is just mm -hmm. sitting down with yourself and being mm -hmm. honest hey salome mm -hmm. you've been an asshole mm -hmm. don't be an asshole anymore <laughs> like mm -hmm. you know like kasi kapag kapag artist ka kapag creator ka like that is that is your priority to put something out into the world that will change their perspective, even just a little bit. Um, yeah. Like, and I, and like, I felt that way about, like, I felt that way about how I posted my news. Like, I would get a lot of people saying that they were inspired by that and that they really like appreciate 
mm-hmm. my level of comfort with my body and that's something mm-hmm. that they aspire to and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I was feeling, I was, you know, like I was really feeling myself at the time, but, um, but then I realized that because of the, all of the drama that I kept steering and all of the, and you know, all of just the misguided politics that I had, um, I wasn't, I realized that, I realized very late that I was not, like I was not doing a good thing for the world anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I was, I was not being a good person to other people. I'm being hurtful. Like it took a lot of, fortitude to mm. to, to yeah, yeah. actually just admit that to yourself yeah and yeah. you know to, to get help and to recognize that hey you you've hurt a lot of people mm-hmm. and you, you can't be like this anymore it's not acceptable so yeah i that, that's what it took um mm. it took like it's it's just so bang it that you know like i had to be publicly humiliated for me to realize that But, you know, sometimes that's what it takes. Ikaw, Natalie, do you have any questions so far? Um, may question ako regarding yung disadvantages and advantages ng sex, ng sex work online compared to client-facing, I mean, sex work. Na, like, uh, like, parang, ano yung nakikita mong differences nun? Kasi I'm just curious na why people prefer to do that than the other, ganun. So, sobrang, like, like, honestly, like, full-service sex workers, like, really you know they, they are at an incredible disadvantage because like what they're doing is so risky sa katawan mm-hmm. sa emotion mm-hmm. and si, sila yung, they are the ones who are at the most risk of being incarcerated um and being you know like mm-hmm. physically abused and yeah yeah and and usually like when people get trafficked like that's what they um when people get trafficked into the sex industry that's what they are trafficked into and it's mm-hmm. um It's horrible. So, like, I so now that there are a lot of opportunities um, for sex workers to do sex work without those risks, um, those sex workers are taking them. But it's mm-hmm. just unfortunate that not everyone has the resources. Yeah, and, and not all sex workers have the resources to avoid full service sex work. You know, survival mm-hmm. that that is what survival sex work is. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know, like, I finally understood why. People say that it's the oldest profession because it's the only uh, it's the only kind of work that you can do without any tools, with just your body. You know, like when you are thrown into the street, walang damit, walang pera, anong pwede mong gawin? Mm-hmm. Paano kung hindi ka magulang mag-construction? Paano kung wala ka mahanap na employment? Mm-hmm. Ito mo katawan mo. So that's mm-hmm. that that's how people are pushed into that corner of sex work. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, that, that is that is the the biggest disadvantage um, okay. uh, between online and not and client facing And I think that's why it's important for laws to for laws to be created in order to protect them. Just to go back lang a little bit now, uh, because part of the part of cancel culture is really the political the girl part of why it's growing now. It's really the political na pagkamulat ng maraming tao, no? Mm. Uh, and yeah. what we and <clears throat> I think we've mentioned this in one of our previous episodes. We just did a collaboration a few weeks ago with one of our co-affiliates, Quickie PH, who what he does is uh, he narrates erotica. He creates erotica mm-hmm. content and he reads yeah. them on his podcast. And we we were kind of talking on how it's amazing how some of the most vocal voices right now on Twitter or on social media actually are actually from uh, what he called this, are content creators of of sex, that are sexual in nature. Na, mm-hmm. ha, na how, na, how now body politics is starting to 
as as it as it as it always been become more uh, intrinsically in uh, tali sa we call we call this uh, uh liberatory politics naman Mm-hmm. Diba? Parang, it's they will be the first people to say na you know this is wrong parang guys guys uh, tigil, tigil muna sa jokol uh, ito pero at kailangan yung mababasa to alam mo yun may mga ganong posts nila eh. and yeah. how how's, what's your impression on that and how 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 are you finding this parang siguro I I think for a lot of people who are just bystanders of the of the community they they didn't a lot of them didn't actually think that this will it will take this turn no oh kasi Para ever since that ha- that whole thing happened to me, like very cynical na yung approach ko mm-hmm. with these kinds of things. Because ca- cancel culture started um, because the traditional ways of uh, acquiring justice for mm-hmm. um, a, for a victim of something, um, mm-hmm. hindi hindi readily available to everyone. So so mm-hmm. alam, alam yun, like if you get assaulted, if you get harassed. Like you're you're not gonna be able to you're not gonna be able to get closure and justice for yourself successfully. Kung dadaan ka sa law enforcement, de ba? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 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 so people like so people started util, um, utilizing the the internet as a uh, means for that. As a means for that, yeah. But like it's and, and for the first time, like literally everyone could do that. You know what I mean? Like mm. if you want to cancel someone, you you can do that for yourself if you feel especially wronged. And people. Mm. Usually, like they will always flock to um not not always, but they will usually flock to your side. You know what I mean? And I get yeah. that, but it's slowly evolving into and, and that is what happens to the majority. And there's like parts of cancel culture that I appreciate. You know, like because yun parang yung ano yun parang yung genesis ng Me Too movement, yun parang yung mm-hmm. genesis ng Black Lives Matter. Like ano ano Like para aside from the in-person protests, like a lot of it brewed on the internet. Um, but napapansin ko na minsan it gets weaponized and it gets weaponized and used for a personal agenda and and I recognize that because I used to do that mm. like, or, or like remember that's how I built my brand mm. um, so so I am quite cynical of people like who participate in that culture because first of all um, hindi siya constructive ano siya like mo- most often like when people get cancelled like they do- they are not given the time to to they-, they are not given an opportunity to like just silently sit with these new concepts of maybe like mm. don't victim blame don't say mm. the n-word you know like mm. it takes a while for people like for people who are used to doing those things it takes a while for them to unlearn that yeah, um, yeah. and like cancel culture does not afford them mm. that opportunity to just really process and you know, like, to actually, like, make way for real reformation. Like, cancel culture does mm. uh-huh. not do that. But yeah. it has the same optics as uh, activism. Kasi. Because, like, mm. that, um, because, like, activism is very, that is the, like, activism has that kind of front that it presents, mm. that it's abrasive, that it, you know, like, in order for us to be heard, we have to be aggressive about our stances. And I, I think that's a good uh, starting point, element. And I think this is, uh, this is a, that's a topic that a lot of people are starting to what you call this mm-hmm. engage now and question and mm-hmm. i think that's a yeah. that's part of the evolution of a certain what you call this cultural cultural practice yeah oh, uh, oh. Mm. 
And we're actually going to have an episode about that separately, di ba? Uh-uh. Yeah, uh-uh, uh-uh. because I think it, it demands it demands question din naman eh. But mm-hmm. not 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 so not as a way not just not just a way to what they call this to for the other for the other party, but rather for our own for our own sake. Now, when we do participate in this. Why, why, why we have to? Because it's not really Yeah, like why? Why are you doing this? What does yeah. it do to yourself? Mm. Like, uh, like, like I can answer that. Like, mm. you know, when I was participating as a counselor as a part of the mob, mm-hmm. you know, like it made me feel better about myself. And a lot mm. of people just don't admit that. You know, mm. like it made me feel like I'm this. I'm superior that I'm educated that I mm. that I am the arbiter of these things. You know, like yeah, it yeah, gives yeah. you that kind of empowerment. But it's so false, you know, and it's it's yeah. so inconsiderate, and it it comes from a place of pure privilege, you know. Mm. <laughs> but, I think, but I think that's okay because I, I think the lessons always come in hindsight. But I think yeah. what's important, what is what's important there when these things happen and when the lessons do present itself, we are we make ourselves receptive to the to those ideas when they do make themselves tacit. You know what? I, I, this took a very unexpected but very pleasing turn. Yeah, actually. <laughs> Natahimik na lang ako eh kasi it was fun to just listen eh. And oh, I, thank you. Uh, and I, I, I must say this is this is really, you know, this has been a really uh, engaging kudaan with you, Salome. And it's been a, it's, it's been a real privilege. I must say it's, it's, it was worth doing. <laughs> <laughs> decide and let, and let time decide on you know on how things are going to you know uh call this a uh, kind of fix itself yeah i have to say it again this has been a very enriching conversation and oh thank you yeah the, and we want to take we want to thank you for taking the time off from your work from your busy schedule to be with us and um at the same time we also like to thank you for your candor because i think some of the topics we broached today today can be uh, is a little bit sensitive and personal to you we understand that mm-hmm. and thank you for allowing yeah. us to and uh, and also the capit bias for for letting the capit bias have the privilege to 
to hear your story and to mm-hmm. have this conversation. So, Natalie, Thank you, you anything else you want to add? Uh, naman. It was very informative. Like I said, it was just fun to listen. Kasi parang it was something new to me. Kasi concept lang sa before sa akin. So. Um, we'd also like to take this time our, to thank our network, Podcast Network Asia, for allowing us and giving us the platform to talk about these issues. And guys, if you want, please, 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 we highly suggest to go, please listen to all our co- other co-affiliates. Uh, yes. Just go to podcastnetworkasia.com. For any questions that you might want to ask us or any thoughts about this, again, uh, we encourage a very healthy and constructive uh, post, uh, post-kudaan discussion online. So just if you have, uh, if you have thoughts, uh, just use the hashtag, hashtag lang. And if you have questions, just use the hashtag question mga kapitbahay. Everything is set to, if you want to message us, everything is set to Dazzers. That's K-U-D-A-Z-Z-E-R-S. Yes. And that's all the time we have today. Again, this is Yudes. This is Natalie. And I think Athena got cut off. So. Kasi ano lang, 4G, 4G gaming. 4G, 4G gaming siya today. Wala siya internet. No! And again, <laughs> and again, we have Salome Salvi. Again, Salome, thank you very much. Thank you very thank you much. much. Thank you, too. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to me ramble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. And again, and again, you just listened to... Kudazers! Do you have a topic na gusto mong isuggest sa amin? Slide into our DMs at Kudazers on both Twitter and Instagram. 